The world needs hope now more than ever. Welcome to the Exalted Podcast, where every week I will bring you messages of hope, health, and healing. I want you to be unapologetic about your faith, your success, your health, and the miracles that God is doing in your life. I am your host, Jen Beyer. My mission is to equip you in your faith so well that you are able to be a hope dealer in your communities while being as generous as possible with your time, your money, and the talents the Lord has blessed you with. This podcast is sponsored by Exalted Health, where we are ending the war on women hating their bodies. Welcome back to the Exalted Podcast. I am so excited to have my friend Morgan here with me today. Morgan and I are ministry students together, and we have gotten to know each other this year. And we're going to share just an incredible story that she's been on just in the couple months that she's been in the ministry school. Uh, she's a first year student, so we've just met within the last couple of months, but God has been at work. So thank you, Morgan. I'm so happy to have you here. Thanks so much for inviting me. Yeah. So Morgan, I know that life looked different for you just a few short months ago. Um, why don't you talk about like what that looked like, what the last several years of your life have looked like? Yeah, absolutely. It sure, sure looks different than it does now. That's, that's a fact. Um, so I am currently 34 years old. And um, when I was 18, I started experiencing chronic pain. And didn't know the reason, didn't know um, where it had come from. There was nothing, you know, in family genetics that would um, make sense of that. And it started out as just overall, you know, like, oh, my back kind of hurts or this is kind of achy and sore. Yeah. Um, You know, so you go to you go to the normal doctors, make sure it's not, you know, um, rheumatoid arthritis or like the, you know, the different things. And everything came back clear and, uh, it just, it continued to get worse and worse year after year. It actually new symptoms would form it turned. And I know people who have chronic pain, this is sadly often how it goes is it starts with something and then it can snowball into a host and a variety of issues. Right. Um, So you had no answers at this point, no answers. Yep. Um, I, so yeah, so it started being something that like, you know, maybe a few times a week, it was an annoying, you know, an annoyance yeah. and, um, over the last 16 years, I mean, it, it became something that was quite frankly, an identity. It's so yeah. easy for chronic pain to become, that's all, you know, if it's yeah. all consuming. And so it was a daily thing. Um, so it, it, you know, in college, it started kind of manifesting as um, some food sensitivities, stomach issues, gut issues, um, still had that all over chronic pain, got married seven years ago, and, um, you know, started trying for a baby a few years after that, and then realized, oh, this is, this is not as easy as we thought it would be. So three sure. and a half years later, we're still waiting for that miracle baby. And so it's kind of been this journey where literally every area of my life has been touched and impacted by pain and specifically yeah. chronic pain. Yeah. Um, and then it affects every relationship you have too, because it takes a lot of energy to be in chronic pain. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. When you're just, you know, everyone else gets out of bed and they're, they're thinking about, Oh, what am I going to do today? What, what's my schedule? Where am I going to go? Yeah. And when you're having to manage, okay, what do I even have capacity for? Yes. Who do I prioritize? Like, do I give to my husband today? The little bit I have, do I give to a friend who's in need? Do I do ministry? I mean, I know yeah. you, you understand that very well yourself of yeah. having to spend yourself so intentionally because there's only so much 
to go around of your energy specifically. Yes. Yes. I do get that. So it's affecting everyday life. And then what happens? Yes. So that was, that was where I was. And even as of this summer, all this is more recent, um, this summer I was in bed 50% of the summer. I did not get out very much. I didn't ever go to a lake even, or do the things that here in Minnesota would maybe be your typical summer activities because I was in such, um, intense pain and it also impacted, I didn't mention this, but I wasn't even able to have a full-time job. Um, I have a work from home business that is flexible and and God provided that. Um, but it, it literally was something that I couldn't live life as usual because right. of this. So then, <laughs> um, Jordan is my husband's name and we started doing this ministry school that you mentioned. And, um, one of the first, we, we do like a conference or a weekend intensive together. And the first one that we went to, um, Donna Da Silva was the, the speaker and I, my prayer leading up to that weekend, but just in general had been, God, I do, I want more of you. I'm, I'm doing yeah. this school because I'm hungry. I want more of you and whatever it looks like. I really, um, feel like that was actually part of it. Not the only part, but that was a yes. part of my heart and my story of just full surrender. I wasn't, um, yeah, I didn't, I didn't put the expectations of the parameters on, okay, I'm doing this school and then this is what it's going to look like. Yeah. And so I was just hungry for more of God. And so, um, going into that weekend, I had no clue that that was going to be, you know, the most transformational weekend of my life. Right. <laughs> um, I just was like, great, let's get some good teaching and grow and learn. And so one of the sessions that she taught on was healing and it was really cool because, um, I've heard a lot of teaching on healing. I feel like a lot of people in the Christian circles have, yeah. but not only was it biblically sound and just coded with love and God's heart to always heal and the wholeness yes. factor of heaven, but she also at the end was so practical and is like, this is not something like we can demystify that God is the healer and we're going to prove it right now. Yes. And it's not going to be this over-spiritualized thing, which I just so appreciated. I've, I've been in a lot of circles. I've been in Baptist circles, charismatic circles and everything in between. And I love when you see the power of God come and it is so authentically him and not all of the fluff. Yes. And so in this particular case, in my story, this, that's how it happened. And she just said, Hey, if you have any pain in your body, I'm talking cancer, chronic pain, or a tiny headache, stand up yeah. and we're going to go after it. Yeah. And so that was cool. So half the room, you know, stood up and, and she was making the point that God's heart is always to heal, but it doesn't always look the same. Yes. And that's where we can get in the ditch of, well, it worked this way that time. It didn't work for me. So therefore, and then we start making, you know, constructs yes. and poor belief systems. Yes. So she was like, so some of you are going to, you know, you're going to get healed right away. Some of you, you're going to feel a shift in your body. You know, she was just teeing it up. So um, after a few different practical things that she was training us, you know, and walking us through as we were um, standing up to get healed, I felt that shift in my body. um, And it was, it wasn't immediate at first. It was, the pain was going down, but it was also moving. Yeah. And, and do you want me to share kind of like the details or just yeah. the overview? Yeah. Okay. Share as much as you want. Okay, cool. Um, so I felt the shift and I was in the second row. So I was pretty close to her in proximity. And I was just at that point, I'm like, okay, I feel something shifting, but I'm desperate. I want to lean in for more. 
And I know that this isn't like, this isn't enough. Like this is, it's better, you know, it would help me sleep better that night, but it's yes. not like, you know, yes. so I raised my hand. <laughs> exactly. And I've, I've had that actually a lot when people have prayed for me, I have felt yeah, something same. change, but it doesn't go away. It's you never gone delivered. away. You didn't get delivered from it yet. Exactly. And so I interrupted her and was just kind of like, excuse me, <laughs> raised my hand and said, you know, what does it mean if it moves? And her answer was, um, just so wise because she gave me two options. Yeah. She didn't diagnose. She let yep. the Holy spirit do that with me. And she said, you know, it could be that the first thing was healed and that your body is now processing the next order of priority. Yeah. Um, she said, but most likely if something moves in your body and it's physical ailment, it's a spirit. Yes. And now my background, not a good spirit, just to clarify, not a good, not no, the good kind, <laughs> an evil spirit that is <laughs> doing harm to my body. Yes. So, you know, my background, just cause I know that it's probably a variety of people listening. I fully believe like in the supernatural and angels and demons and all of that. Right. But I would say just in the past year, has the Lord been teaching me that there is very much, well, there is the spiritual realm, but how much partnership and agreement, maybe we can talk about that later, yeah. but partnership and agreement with evil, either the kingdom of evil or the kingdom of heaven right. actually like changes things in your body or right. changes things in the atmosphere. And a lot of times it's unknowingly, like yes. unknowingly as Christians, yes. we can do that. So anyway, continue on. Totally. Yeah. So, um, so she, she just said, you know, which one do you think it is? And I said, honestly, I think it could be a spirit because it feels like it's tormenting me. I mean, this has been half yes. my life, right? Uh, tormenting sounds like the enemy. So let's go with that answer. <laughs> and so she said, okay, well, let's just get rid of that right now. And so she, um, just very calmly and very simply, I mean, this was a 10 second process after this. She just said, close your eyes, um, focus on, on father God and just ask him, what does he want to do with this spirit? And I saw him immediately just point. He didn't even open his mouth. He just pointed and was like, get out of here. You know, you yeah. little varmint, yeah. like you do not even have space to be here. You don't have the right. Yeah. And so then she just prayed for me for five seconds and just um, said she broke the lie that it will always be this way, which, you know, interestingly enough, I didn't even know I was believing that lie. But after over half your life in chronic pain, that had definitely creeped in of will yes. I ever get better? Yes. Yeah. Um, so she just broke that off and I immediately, that's when I felt the shift about after that 10 seconds, um, fell back in my chair, pretty felt like a force of electricity yeah. was instantly delivered, instantly felt my whole body just completely changed and was crying and was just praising God. I'm like, this is it. Like I am healed. I have never experienced it in this way, this powerfully and this right finally, to like I knew you it, knew there was no doubt in your mind. Like you no, were healed. Yeah, no doubt. And I, I knew that like from this moment on my life's going to be different. And it just oh, was gosh, the so good. most precious gift that I have ever been given. So that's, that's what happened. Yeah. So good. And so incredible. Like now talk about what life looks like afterwards. Like, I know it's different for you. Like, I know it's so different. Like, what does that look like? Yes. Oh man. It's been so fun, Jen. Um, the first night I, my friend had, had traveled out of town 
to come visit. And so we went out to a restaurant and I was like, all right, I believe I'm healed. I'm going to test it. Cause I used to not eat gluten, dairy, sugar. I mean the yep. whole list. Yeah. And so I'm like, I'm just going to get whatever sounds good. And so I got this amazing dinner felt perfectly fine. Not one oh, issue, you, not one stomach ache, not one, uh, one of the symptoms I would get when I ate something I shouldn't was like my muscles would seize up. Um, I wouldn't, I would feel really stiff like a 70 year old and I felt perfectly fine. And the next day, my husband was just in awe, like, who are you? And what have you done with my wife? Like, <laughs> you have so much energy. You're so smiley. Yeah. Um, so I did like a, a workout, like a, you know, dance video workout that I hadn't, you know, I hadn't been able to do any of that kind of movement stuff more than a simple walk. Um, so I did that. I have been sleeping better. Um, yeah, honestly, just every the daily routine looks different because I have energy. Yeah. And one of the first prayers I prayed is, okay, Lord, wow, there's so much you've healed me. You've redeemed and restored. Now there's so much more of me that you get to spend. How do you want to spend? Yes. Oh, and so, so it's good. been a shift, you know, I'm like, how do I live as a healthy person? That's not something I'm used to. How do I spend yes. my time, spend my yes. resources? So it's been amazing. I never get tired of testifying what he's done and who he is. Yeah, that's so good. And I remember like, so I've had Rebecca on my podcast before Rebecca Ribnick was also healed in an encounter like that. And she wrote a book and she talks about in that book after she was healed and being sick for so long and not knowing how to be healthy, which sounds yep. crazy if you've been healthy your whole life, but when you've mm -hmm. been sick for more than you've been healthy, you don't know how to be healthy. And so she would wake up every single day and ask Lord, like, how do I be healthy today? Lord? How wow. do I be healthy today, Lord? And so I just felt like I needed to share that with whoever is listening to this and can identify with Morgan's story. Maybe you're still in your journey or maybe you have been healed and don't know how to walk it out, but we're going to release some fun stuff after this is over. So there's a whole nother part to this story yes. um, that absolutely needs to be shared. And I have shared with you listeners out there that I struggle with chronic health issues and I have been sick on and off since I was seven. And particularly the last nine years have been really, really tough as I struggled with Lyme disease. And we figured some of those things out with different functional medicine doctors and things. But every time I let off the gas from being completely disciplined in my, in my really limited number of foods I can eat, I, I relapse, right? Mm -hmm. And so I've been prayed for numerous times. And so last fall, when I was a first year student, Donna came and I had a, a massive shift in, then we did another exercise where she said, like, what does God have for you in this next season? And he told me that I was going to be healed. Hmm. And so when Donna came this fall, I was so convinced that I was going to get healed. I was 100% convinced that I was going to be healed. And yes, I had shifts. I always do every single time I get prayed for, but Morgan and I weren't sitting that far away from each other when this happened. And then she got healed and, and I, I was crushed. I was crushed that I didn't Right there yep. was, there was a moment that I felt like, oh my gosh, Morgan got my miracle, which I know is not true. Mm -hmm. I was so happy for her, but I was crushed for what was happening in my body. Right. Sure. And Morgan and I, you know, didn't know each other that well at this point. And I, I didn't want to take anything away from her miracle, but I was really struggling inside. And I tried my very, very best to not do anything 
in the natural, in the physical to, to treat her any differently. Um, but, but the enemy will use pretty much anything. So I, it's been a couple of weeks at this point. I'm, I'm just struggling with it. Um, I mean, I can call it jealousy now back then I couldn't, I was just wanting to put a lid on it be like, Oh, you can't feel like that. You are a Christian. You walk with the Lord. Like those feelings aren't okay. And I kept just shoving it down. Um, and then, and then you came to me one night during class and I'll let you share that part of the story. Yeah. So I had just probably for a week or two, um, and then this was between me getting healed and this conversation, I just had sensed like, yeah, there's something that doesn't want me to connect with Jen. Like it just felt, I couldn't really even describe it. Like she said, she didn't treat me differently. You weren't like rude to me or, you know, said anything, but I just felt like this, um, like hesitancy to even want to be around her. Right. And I was just like, that's really interesting. Like I, you know, and and I get along with most people and pretty easygoing personality. So I just, it got to the point where I'm like, oh, I hope that I'm not in Jen's group. And I'm like, where is that coming from? Like, and prior to this, I felt prior to that happening, I felt like you and I had really connected. Like we don't get a lot of personal time during class, but I had, I had felt this connection to you prior to that event. Right. Sure. Yeah. We had like little one-off conversations or different things. Yeah. Yes. And so once I noticed that, and once I was actually able to be like, Whoa, okay. That's, I don't feel that about anyone else in the class. Right. I'm not going to let Satan ruin a potential friendship. I don't know what's going on here. Obviously I didn't know anything that was going on with you. Right. Um, but I could sense it. And I was just like, no, Satan's trying to steal something and I'm not going to let him. And I, I want everything that God has for me in this class. And I know that Jen's back as another second year because she wants the same. And so I'm like, yeah. okay, we need to squash this, whatever it is. So I just approached Jen and said, Hey, I just need to repent to you for just these thoughts and these emotions. I don't really have a reason or explanation, yeah. but I want to fight for our friendship because you are an amazing woman of God that I do respect. So there's something that God wants. There's something that the Lord has for us in our sisterhood right. that Satan was really not happy really going about. after. Yes. And I didn't know your story of, I mean, I knew that you were in pain. I had no idea of your actual story and journey at right. that point. Right. So, yeah. So she came to me and she, and she offered to pray for me. You know, she, she asked for my forgiveness. I didn't even know that this was happening and she prayed for me and I was so wrecked in that moment because you know, I knew that like when, whenever you have a breakthrough in, in your life, you, you then have spiritual authority over it. So I knew that I needed to go to you and ask for prayer, but I wasn't in a place where I could do that. I really wanted my heart to be in the right place. And you came and you came to me and Mm -hmm. I felt so seen and known by the Lord in that moment, because he sent you to like, you know, the enemy tried to pervert it, but he sent you to pray for me. Mm-hmm. And it was then when I really started to just lay what I was feeling down at the cross and just allow the Lord to work on that and heal it and deal with that disappointment. Because I knew it wasn't really about you. It was about me and, and the Lord. Right. Mm-hmm. And so it took me a couple of weeks. Uh, and then I had to give a, a a talk at class as as second year students were retired to were required to give uh, you know an activation or um, a quote or something that's going on in our lives on a regular basis, and the Lord t- wanted me to talk about this disappointment, and so I was like, uh oh, 
Like the last <laughs> thing I want to do is cause more tension about Morgan. Cause if I go up there and talk about disappointment in front of a whole classroom full of people about watching other people get miracles and not getting mine, she is going to know that that is <laughs> right. And that is the last thing I want to do is I feel like we've just healed this. And so you know, I kind of had an argument with the Lord about not wanting to share this message because it was super raw still and a hard message to share. Nobody wants to go sure. up there and admit that they're dealing with some jealousy, right? Yeah. Um, so I called you on the way to class that night and just told you what was going on in my heart. And we had this amazing conversation and I went and I shared in front of the classroom and that next morning, I, I was still pretty raw that night because that was a really vulnerable conversation for me, but I woke up the next morning and I felt free for the first wow. time in weeks when I Praise didn't God. realize how much that, that seed of jealousy, that tiny root of jealousy, even though I wasn't coming into agreement with it had taken just hold of my heart. And I think mm. that there's so many important lessons here. Um, first of all, how quickly the enemy will jump on a chance mm-hmm. to cause chaos, right? Yep. Um, just between you and I, nothing, I can't stress this enough. Nothing happened in the natural between Morgan and I, nothing. Mm-hmm. Right. And if she hadn't had the maturity and courage to come to me and just share that with me, I never would have understood the full circle of how sneaky the enemy is. Right. Sure. And I think this is so important with everything that's going on in our world today, or every time we speak ill of any person in general, something happens in the spiritual realm. Totally. I didn't even speak ill of you in any way, shape or form. I told one person that I was struggling with jealousy and we prayed together. There was not a bad word spoken about you, but the enemy still used it and tried to Mm -hmm. pervert it. Right. Mm -hmm. So I just think about everything that's going on in our world with COVID and, you know, disagreements over vaccinations and racial disagreements and how every time somebody speaks one of those words, what it does to cause chaos in that spiritual realm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So true. Yeah. So I just thought this was such an important message. I mean, not an easy message for me to share for sure. Cause I have to be vulnerable in it, but yes, you are I mean, so courageous. <laughs> I thank courageous. you so much for just being willing to share this. And, um, I know that, you know, that, that it's absolutely nothing against you. The stuff that I was struggling with, cause it's just not an easy conversation to have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I think Jen, I think, you know, you, you had shared this when you, you, when you talked to the class on disappointment, but how, how many times is that someone's story that we see God be the giver of good gifts, whether it's a miraculous healing or babies or whatever it is. And we're like, God, what about me? Do you not see me or have you forgotten? Did you run out of good things when it got to my turn? Yeah. And I think that scarcity mindset is totally the enemy, but sneaks in in a lot of ways. And I think that in our present day culture, I mean, even things like social media or even testimony time to some extent can just amplify yes. those, you know what I mean? It, it just like creates this, I don't know, this Petri dish or this environment that that can fester really easily. If we're not guarding our heart, if we're not letting Holy spirit right. point out, if you wouldn't have had, you know, let Holy spirit point out, Hey, your healing's coming, but we got to deal with this. And if you want to point it out to me, Hey, you need to go fight for that friendship because that's icky. Like, you know, just yeah, I think there's, I think a lot of people can actually apply or um, 
yeah, that they can understand like that, that disappointment. And there's, there's so much tension and there's, that's real. That's so real. Like I'm Mm -hmm. waiting for a miracle baby. I don't have children yet. Yeah. And yet people just told me this week that they're pregnant. And so, um, being in that tension, but, but also, yeah, not staying there of, you know what I mean? Yeah. Taking that to the foot of the cross and allowing the Lord to deal with it. And, and just knowing that even if it doesn't look like we think it should, or we want it to, like he is still good. Yeah. And and there's enough to go around for everyone and who knows what, what is in store for us and who knows what we have to deal with before, before that miracle comes. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and I will say that these last nine years, I have grown more with my relationship with the Lord than I have at any other point, because I am leaning in and holding on for dear life. Uh, yep. Cause I just want more of him. And even if I never get healed on this side of heaven, which I don't believe is true. I believe I will be healed. I believe my miracle is coming, but Amen. even if I don't, he's still good because I have gotten more in that relationship than I ever would have, if I've been healthy and whole this whole yep. time. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I told you this already, but I'm contending now that I'm healed. I'm like, all right, let's do this. Like, there's not going to be a sick person in our class, whatever it is. I know. I think that's amazing. Well, why don't you just release that over every listener? Because like I said, once you have, once you have conquered something, you have authority over it. And so you have the ability to impart that into anyone. So why don't you just pray for our listeners and just release that? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, Father God, we thank you that you are the good healer, that you are the great physician, that you heal us fully and completely, spirit, soul, body. You want all of us. You are a jealous God, and and you just you want all of us. And so I just thank you um, for anyone listening that is experiencing any level of pain, trauma, emotional brokenness, relational brokenness, whatever area, I just declare the fullness of wholeness right now to wash over them, that um, the the shalom peace of heaven would just drip down over their mind, over their body, over every part of them, and that they would experience you as a healer. And no matter what their theology is, no matter what their story is, that they would just have that posture of surrender because that's when you can just rush in and do all that you want to do. So I release that. And I thank you for the, even the miracles that, that they're going to write to Jen and just say this, this happened because God sparked something in my heart. So let it be Jesus. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Thank you so much. And thanks for coming on and just sharing your story. I am so excited for you. And I know your miracle baby is absolutely on its way on its way because God is the giver of good gifts. He is. And I am so excited to celebrate on your day healing. We're going to be like (laughs) hooting and hollering and telling everyone. So I love you, sister. Love you too. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next time. Thanks so much for listening. If you liked what you heard today, it would mean the world to me if you would take 30 seconds and give me a five-star rating, write a quick review and subscribe to the podcast and share it with any of your family or friends that you feel like this episode could bless. It helps get the word out more than you know. Or if you know someone that's a hope dealer and has an incredible story that needs to be shared, go to my website at www.exaltedhealth.com forward slash podcast and fill out the podcast guest form. The world needs these stories of Jesus now more than ever. Or if you have a miracle or testimony of an incredible Jesus moment, you can go to our website and fill out the testimonial page for a chance to get a shout out on the podcast. We'll see you next time.